Hey guys, on this episode of the Sam Mays Podcast, this is 40 edition. We sit down with my strength conditioning coach, Mr. Denny Bonowitz of the Edge Sports Fitness in Edmond, and Ray Willingham. Ray is the owner of the Strength Factory in Oklahoma City. He is competing for the Mr. Olympia uh, powerlifting competition in December, and he's got a pretty incredible story. We really just kind of hit the edges of it here on this podcast, but we are going to follow Ray's journey as the Sam Mays Podcast is getting ready to evolve a little bit. So I'll let you guys know what the changes are going to be in this pod. I've got a new project coming up that's going to give my all sports, all the time crowd a bit of excitement. So I'm looking forward to releasing that information. And uh, Big 12 Media Days is right around the corner. So we got a lot going on in the Sam Mays podcast. I hope you guys enjoy. I wanted to thank our sponsors, Nature's Key. Uh, Nature's Key actually set this thing up. They are our buddies of Ray. Ray is a power lifter, obviously uh, living that CBD life just like I am. And it's had some pretty incredible effects on him. Uh, so big thank you to Joe and Nathan at Nature's Key. Uh, big thank you to Totally Tickets, Mike and Whitney. They're absolutely incredible if you need tickets for anything i mean anything in this country outside of this country uh mike and, and those guys at totally tickets can get you taken care of so uh once again just check out totallytickets.com for anything there jackson's of kingfisher i'm still driving that 2022 trail boss around it's the best vehicle i've ever owned and let me tell you something if you're looking for great customer service a small town feel uh, they're going to offer that to you there at jackson's of kingfisher so go see casey and those guys will take great care of you on a new or used vehicles and once again thank you guys so much for your time oh wait and shout out to my guy brent brent's cajun seafood absolutely incredible it's it's my studio in edmund uh brent has done a great job taking care of me and my guests and the food absolutely incredible and i i love the success stories here as i promote brent's i get people tweeting me and and, and facebooking me and all the things telling me hey man I, you know i stopped by and it was everything that you said it was so i would never steer you wrong in the department of food i promise you that i didn't get this big eating nothing so uh, check out brent's he will take care of you and your family i promise you that have a good one guys hope you enjoy the pop Welcome. I'm Sam Mays. And today in the Sam Mays podcast, this is 40 edition. We've got my coach, Mr. Denny Bonowitz from the Edge Sports Strength and Fitness. How are you, sir? I am fantastic, Sam, just because of you. And the owner of the Strength Factory, Ray Willingham. How are you, sir? I'm great. On top of the world. You, uh, you are a large man. <laughs> Uh, so, I, I, Joe from Nature's Key is the one who set this thing up. Sure, Shout out to Nature's sure. Key. Yeah. Uh, they are incredible. I've lost 50 pounds training since January. I've gained a bunch of strength. And I was telling Joe earlier today, it's like I've been lubricated. My joints, oh, everything feels so great taking that CBD. Uh, you guys need to check them out at keytonaturesblessings.com. Use the promo code MAZE2022, and you can get all the CBD that you need to get on the path to better health. Uh, but Joe's saying, you know, you and Ray are gonna are gonna hit it off, and he's and he just gives me like this brief. He's a power lifter. Well, power lifters. Then you were a power lifter at one point. I don't know what weight you competed at, but you did not compete at the weight that Ray competes at. <laughs> that's, that's correct. That is for sure. One ninety eight. So, so Ray is. Uh, I think Ray is actually wider than I am. So that's uh, that's something. I was not expecting that. But right, it's very nice yeah. to meet you. Thank you so much for your right, time. Pleasure. I appreciate it. I appreciate the invite. Uh, we're just kind of going to chat about strength and conditioning, about lifting weights, about powerlifting in particular. I think that uh, technology has changed so much over the last 20 years. I mean, you consider, for example, my father was a, a six foot five, 275 pound All American nose guard at West Point. 
One generation later, I took the field at Oklahoma State as a junior at six foot five, 330 pounds, and I was running at the same speed that he was. We have changed the way that we train, right. and we change it every single year. But I find the powerlifting conversation easy because as everybody moves forward and tries to do something innovative, then he says it all the time at, at practice, like, Sometimes iron is just what you need. And I think that since I started working out again and just moving weights, I have never felt better. Strength conditioning is an incredible way to get fit. Right. Best way for I put that is powerlifting is grounded in history. Yeah. You know, That's it, awesome. It, it, it's, it's metal. It's, it's bars. It is what it is. You can't cheat it. You know, it's, it's a great test for uh, a man and a man's spirit or a woman and a woman's spirit. And, That's awesome. And, and how, they, how they want to accomplish things, you know. So uh, technology is not going to help you with powerlifting, you know. What was it you were saying the other day that uh, iron is uh, – man, you had, a, you had a quote that you were reading off of ESPN. Nothing place, takes a place of metal? Yeah, nothing yeah. takes a place of metal. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, we're, and we live by that at the edge. We do. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been pretty incredible getting back in the gym, squatting again. I squatted today. I'm squatting 405, and I'm like, man, it doesn't even hurt. Yeah, I'm just, and I'm down in it. And I, for the first time, I'm doing the low back. I can hold it down on my low shoulder bar. blade, low bar, and I had never done that before. You know, right. you don't – as you were talking about it as we ate lunch here, uh, you, you learn how to live from your strength, from your football coaches, you know, so you put that bar in your traps basically and you, yep. and you go down and then you figure there's a better way to do it and I I'm, I'm can't wait. I'm ordered a belt. It's supposed to be here in the next couple of weeks. I can't wait to see what I can get up to now. Like right. with that new low bar feel to it, I mean, it's, it's awesome just being able to move that weight again. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Like I said, uh, you know, iron's a great equalizer, you know. Yep. It's it's one of those when you get underneath it, it lets you know if you got it or you don't, but it's a great motivator too. So when you can't get to that weight, next thing you do is you just work, 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 and grind, 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 and next thing you know that weight gets easier. And like you're saying, shout out to Joe Hager and Nature's Key because those guys right there, that the supplements they got, that's the WD-40 for the body right there. 100%. The, the, the reason why you're able to squat and that body not hurt and everything like that is – yeah, those CBD stuff they got, that's that's the WD-40 for the human body. It's Absolutely. amazing. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, it's summertime, and uh, Big 12 Media Days is right around the corner. I'll be headed down to Dallas to, to cover the Big 12 as we, we're about a month away from camp getting started. People sometimes think about football players training, and they think that it's just powerlifting. Well, there's more that goes into it, right? Obviously, you're out there doing a bunch of, of field work. You're trying to get faster, trying to get more flexible at the same time. What we're talking about here is, is just raw powerlifting. And, Danny, I know you've got a, a background in it. Ray, you're sitting here with a background in it. You're currently competing, right? Don't you have something coming up? Yeah, I've actually got – I'm prepping right now for Mr. Olympia, which will be in December, December 19th. They placed it a week before Christmas, so God bless them. Yeah. yeah you got to love it. But, uh, yeah, I'm prepping for that. I'm getting qualified to go back out there. It'll be my third uh, time to qualify for Mr. Olympia. So Wow. Go out there in Vegas and try and do some big things that we can to – I'm going to try and put 600 on the bar and see if we can't bench 600 and try and do something different, you know. So how far out are we from that? We are, that's six months? Right around close to six months? About four months. Okay, four, four months. Yeah. Yeah. Four months. So what so. does that look like? What's the next four months look like for you? Where are you at right now? And then what happens leading so, up to yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So ju- judging from lunch today, I'm not on a super strict uh, <laughs> diet, super strict nutrition <laughs> plan right now. Um, but what it'll gear into is probably here about three months out, we'll start hitting about six to eight thousand calories a day. Um, but six to eight thousand calories is super lean. Six ounces of protein, four ounces of carbs, four ounces of greens, about six times a day. <clears throat> and then um, the last meal of the day will be about eight to ten eggs. It's just a slow-burning protein, so eat that at the end of the day to sustain myself overnight. That way when I wake up in the morning, I'm not trying to eat everything inside or everything in the middle of the night when I wake up. So 
But yeah, we get to about a six to eight thousand calories. Sit probably six thousand for the next two, and about eight thousand calories for the last month. Gearing up a day, a day. Yeah, I I'm blown away that you started with food. Like Denny's over here nodding his head, like, oh yeah, that sounds about right. I oh. thought you were gonna tell me something about lifting or no, like. No, no, no. It's so start, it starts with the diet. Yeah, just like just like a bodybuilder, powerlifter, or any athlete. I mean, it starts in the kitchen. That's eighty percent of it. That's right. Yeah. So right. six. How much do you weigh right now? Right now, I'm probably about three ninety. Okay. Four, right in that area. God, he weighs more than I do. I can't yeah. believe it. I'm okay. 90, 400 pounds. Yeah. And so you'll get, and when you compete, how much will you weigh? Uh, probably about 415. Okay. So you'll, so. you'll actually put on a little weight. Yeah. I'll actually drop. Um, it, it's weird because eating that many calories, you think you're going to gain a bunch of weight, but you're eating clean calories. Right. So I'll probably drop probably 30 pounds of fat and gain about 45 pounds of muscle throughout the process. You know, <sighs> so. But his body is going to need that for the stress that he's putting himself under through the training. Right. So he's trying to put the gasoline and the Ferrari, the good gasoline in there first instead of running on some crappy energy. Right. Right. And then he's going to take that and his body's going to adapt to the load that he's stressing himself under. But why put crap in you and not have the, you know, that energy to draw from? So that's what he's trying to do. Okay. I'm assuming for you, right? The funniest thing about this, we've never met before today. Speak the same language. And that, that is, I will, I will tell this right now, and I preach it to my clients yeah. and everything else. If you own a Ferrari, all right, and, or a Lamborghini, and you pull up to the gas pump, which gas are you going to put in it? The highest octane you, you can. You're going to put the 89 octane, and you're going to no. put the highest stuff they got. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why? Because of the performance that you get out of it, right? Yep. So when you pull up to the kitchen table, you know, is your body worth more than a Lamborghini or a Ferrari to you? Yes. Why would you put the junk in it? That's exactly you know, right. So, so when you're gearing up for top performance, you got to put the top fuel in it. You know? That's right. So I speak that language all the time. These guys are fist bumping at the table right now. <laughs> I love this match made in heaven. I, I do want to get into some competing. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so interested in now what my body can do. When we first got started, it's, it's so nice to be around people that are positive. Yeah. And to have a coach again. And, and Denny has been, you know, like when you get started, and I was 425 pounds of just – shit right. and um, and I just can't you know I can't move and you know he's helping me do all these drills and we're getting through and my times are terrible and I leave the place and I'm sulking because I'm just can't do anything like I used to be a, I used to be the Ferrari right. you know what I mean and, yeah. and now at 425 I just didn't know that I was ever going to get it back and now we're talking six months later and I'm looking to the future like I can't wait to see what's going to happen next how to push myself even even harder you know the summertime has been I can't train as hard as I want to because there's so much crap going on. But here, come the fall, I'll be able to really dial in, and I'm like, let's see what happens. And so to hear you talk about food, and for the people out there listening to this who's been following along on this thing, you hear it here first. You know, what you are what you eat, Absolutely. essentially. Like, if you've been training with me uh, at home or at your gym, and, and you, like, for me, I'm just down a lot of calories a day. That's how I'm losing weight. I'm still eating Basically, essentially what I want to. Trying to, at night, not necessarily because it messes with my sleep. This is how funny this is. I can't eat junk at night. Like, my dinners have got to be pretty good stuff. Because lunches, I have the time to get through that stuff through my body. But at night, if I eat crap, I can't sleep. I feel like crap in the morning. So my body's already changing based off of just what we're doing physically. But it's just, you know, I'm trying to eat 3,200 calories somewhere around there. And I burn 5,000 just walking around and we work out. And so that's, that's helping me lose weight. Which has been the goal that we started with, but now, you know, looking at competition, uh, my mindset is changing a little bit. So it's right. kind of cool to hear you say six thousand calories, eight thousand calories. It's a lot yeah, of eating. Absolutely, absolutely. And know this too. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll extend this invitation to you. Of course, obviously, with you, um, I'll help you any way I can in that process. That's awesome. You know, yeah. Whenever you get to where you're ready to compete, 
I'll come to your gym, and I'll help you in that process any way we can. So cool. That's cool. It, it's not a, with me, you know, yes, I own my own gym and everything like that, but my goal is not to promote my gym and to market me. My goal is <coughs> people's success. Yeah. You know what I mean, so if that means I go to another person's gym to help out, hey, I'm in. That's what we yeah. got to do. That's what we do. You know what I mean? So Every powerlifter I've met, the good ones are always like that. Right. You know, or the coaches, you know. How do I help Johnny? How do I help yeah. Susie get better right. at whatever? That's uh, uh special breed of people that do that. Yeah. So um, power, power um, pleasure to meet you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Me too as well. But powerlifting is uh, definitely a individual sport that you're not alone in. Right. So you have a room full and you have a group full of people at our gym. You know, it's a, it's a family. You know, it's we, we advertise that we're not a family fitness center, but we're a family. You know, so yep. everybody in that room that's training and working together has each other's back, and it's the biggest support group and motivational group you ever have. You get a group of powerlifters together. You, you never have a group of tighter people and probably a group of people you don't want to mess with more than anybody. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that, that group will support and push that person no matter what. Whether they've never met you or whether you don't, if you're standing on that platform, you're part of the team. You know? And everybody in that room will cheer and yell for you and help you get that PR, help you get that goal, whatever it is. Yep. Like, no, like nobody's business. It reminds you of being in a college locker room or a high school locker room. Right. That family and that team that you have in there pushing in the weight room. In the weight room, pushing with your college team. That's what it's like. It's just a crazy atmosphere, a crazy environment. But it's literally something that will give you chills if you've never been to one before. So it's, it's probably the most amazing thing to see. So I want to hear from both of you. Give me, your, give me your best day in competition. You go first. Uh, I was at 181s. Um, the best bench, squat, deadlift total type of thing. I was pretty good. I was top 100 in the nation uh, for total. Um, but my best squat, and this always killed me because my squat was always better in the gym, seems like. You know, I never made that big squat at the event or the uh, powerlifting competition. But the best squat I ever had was 585. The best deadlift I ever had was a 585 in competition and a 405 bench. So I had oh. 1575. And you weighed 181 pounds? 181. Yeah. So I was pretty solid back then. That was back in the That's strong. 80s. That's real strong. And so I developed a mentality from the powerlifting gang mm-hmm. that we had back then. Just, And I'm still friends with all of those no, guys yeah. today. I mean, we call each other up on the phone, Christmas, New Year's. If you have a big day or a down day, we always pump each other up. So that was that was my best time. And, That's you know, cool. We used to try to go nine for nine. Yeah, And I got to a point when I you get three attempts at each lift. Okay. Three lifts, squat, bench, deadlift. Oh, so, so you, you want to get, get them all. Yeah, yeah you want to get all nine deals. But I always told the guys, and probably because it happened to me, I said, hey, you're not giving it your all if you get nine for nine. You got to get, you know, you got to get seven for nine or whatever. Right. But um, everybody strives, or I did anyway, tried to strive for perfection and get that nine for nine. But yeah. it's hard to do. And then you have your best lifter awards. They usually divide sure. it up into two groups, heavyweights and lightweights. And so a guy that I trained with was a world record bench press holder, squatted over 1,000 pounds, 725-pound bench. Um, I could almost catch him on deadlifts because he just, you know, such right. a big guy. He, couldn't, he had horrible form. But – uh, you always have your ABC. Yeah. The one, oh, you're good yeah. At, the, the one you're good at and the one you hate to work on. That's so. right. And so uh, he and I would compete with each other just in the weight room all the time and then, of course, at meets. But he was, you know, 1,000 pounds heavier on everything he did compared to what I did. But it was just fun to try to go for that best lifter. And we yeah. bring up this. And these are from the little guys because we would say pound for pound. Right. And so, you know, pound for pound sometimes I might be stronger than some of these other guys. But Maddie, his name is Jeff Maddie. Plug out to Wyoming. 
Jeff Maddie out there. He is a he's an icon up there. Anyway, he goes, Bonowitz, you think you're stronger than me pound for pound? I go, well, hey, the judges, you know, pound for pound. He goes, I'll tell you what. You can punch me as hard as you want right now, and then I'm going to punch you as hard as I can, and you tell me who's stronger pound for pound. That's that big so, guy mentality. No oh question, God. right? Yeah, no sure. question. I love it. All right, Ray, give me yours. Uh, let's see. The best day in co- – actually, I want to kind of go a different route. Um, I'll give you my best day in competition. But So the most I've ever done um, lift-wise, 850-pound squat, 765-pound uh, bench with a shirt, uh, 585 raw without no shirt, you know, uh, no no single ply, nothing like that, just straight. Getting the bar and getting it, you know, uh, 585, 700 with a uh, single ply slingshot, you know, those type of deals. I use that a lot in training. Uh, my weakest, like I said, everybody's got their ABC. You know, when I was younger, squats used to be my baby, and as I got older, bench is my baby now. But deadlifts <laughs> have always kind of been my my C, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, about 700 is the most I've ever done left. Holy crap. So, um, but for my size and strength, I always think that should have been able to do more. You know? Right. It's kind of that ego. I start doing ego lifting at that point and start trying to throw more on there and my form falls apart. And so as you get older, you realize, you know, that ego is going to get you hurt more than anything. So right. trying to control what you can control. Um, but actually, I'll tell you, my favorite lift is actually kind of what we were talking about earlier. My actually, my favorite lift was a lift I failed on. You know, um, because it's motivated and it's fired me and it's it's got me inspired and pushed me more than any any positive lift I ever had. You know, and every now and then I'll post stuff like everybody. Another discussion we had is everybody wants to, you know, the selfie you see of everybody is their favorite photo, their favorite picture they pick of themselves. You know, right. you always see the successes and very rarely do you see the failures. Right. You know, in today's day and age and especially with as many youth as I train and people that I train and stuff like that, you know, people get accustomed to, hey, this is what lifting is. It's always successful lifts, you know, and people don't understand that there's, for every successful high-end lift I've ever had, there's 100 failures mm. in that process, you know, to get to that. So my favorite lift I've ever had is competitions, and I went for a world record. Okay. Because last year down in uh, San Antonio, I went for a world record. You know, 765 pounds on the bench, you know, and uh, it, it is what it is. You know, you never, I never like to put anything in the ref's hands. You know what I mean? So right. I had to, I had to lift where it needed to be. I didn't get a call, but it's not the rest of all. It's mine. You know, I could have done it better. But when I went to push, it popped out of my hands and gave my wife a coronary, all kinds of stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because I hit but, your body. 700 oh, yeah, pounds. 765 pounds laying across my chest. Yeah, that's insane. There's tons of spotters and tons of, you know, tons of yeah, professional was that, people. Yeah, there for long. Yeah. yeah, I was there for a second, you know, but tons of professional people that know what they're doing to, to get there and grab it and everything. But... That was my favorite lift because it was an attempt at a world record. It was a goal of mine to try to hit a world record, which even to attempt it was God-given. You know, just, just to be able to say, hey, mm-hmm. I attempted a world record. You know what I mean? That's very few people in this world get to say that, you know. And yeah, that's pretty cool. The fact that I was able to even get to this situation to where I could attempt it and be in the room to do it and qualify to do it and be there with my family, my friends, my, my support staff, my team, everything, mm. to be in that situation was a huge win. The, did I want to? Do I want to achieve it? Absolutely. For I, want, I probably wanted to achieve it more for them, right? Than I did for me. Absolutely. You know I mean? But it was one of those I didn't. I didn't accomplish. But, but it's one of those. Afterwards, the only person that cared was me. You yeah. know what I mean? Because everybody was just so happy <coughs> we were there. We we tried it. You know, everybody was telling me, "Oh man, you know, we're going to get this. We got this." You know. Right. But in the top of my head, it was one of those. It was the fuel I needed in the fire. Right. You know, and so that was always been my favorite lift. It's just because it's pushed, propelled me forward to try and uh, 
hit the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next goal, you know. And so maybe that wasn't the goal that I needed to chase. Maybe there's another one out there that I needed to chase. So um, kind of the discussion we had earlier is that, you know, my goal now this time going to Olympia, you know, there's been 48 people in the world ever hit 600 pounds in bench, raw bench. And I want to be one of the first 50 to ever do it. So it's That's called awesome. it's called the list, you know. So yeah. I would like to be on that list. And after I do that, then maybe I could start taming it down a little bit. But that's kind of more my next personal goal. So six, there's only been how many people do 600 raw? 48 people. 48 people. In competition. In competition. competition, Do it. 600-pound draw. Right. Because competition is completely different than what you see in the the weight room. So how old are you? uh, I'll be 46 next month. Okay. What age did you do 500 pounds? Uh, So 500, I was probably 40. Okay. first time I hit 46. The first time I hit 500 is probably 40. Wow. And you were benching so, 405 in high school, I'm sure. Yeah, 455. 455 in high school. Yeah. Wow. So, but, you know, the funny thing is when when you do – and Denny, Denny, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, he, he'd probably agree to this and, and testify to this Tulsa. In high school, it was more pure strength. It was not knowing what I was doing, just getting under the bar and pushing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Once I learned technique and once I learned form and I learned what I was actually doing. Right. Mm-hmm, it became something different. It became a different animal. Right. You know, I was doing 405 the right way. Right. Then it, 405 turned to 455 the right way. Right. Which turned to 500 the right way, which turns to 550 the right way, you know, with form and technique. And it's funny because everybody has, like, a mental block at a certain number. It doesn't matter what it is. Mine seems to be 450 or 550, sorry. <laughs> Once I go to 550, it's I kind of revert back to the trying to do straight power and not technique. Right. Which, I train it and I teach it and I know it. I know it doesn't work that way, but that's my mental block is 550. So that's kind of that's like, crazy. That's kind of like my pushing point is to get past 550 clean. You know, so nice. There's a, there's a lot of people listening to this podcast right now going, I hate lifting weights. They're saying I'm not strong. Right? They're saying uh, as a woman, they're saying, well, I don't like to go to the gym and lift weights because I'm like when people are looking at me doing it. And I try to tell people all the time, like you don't see the most fit people in the gym killing themselves on a treadmill the most fit people in the gym are the ones that are lifting the weights it is something that impacts you in the moment raises your heart rate when you need it to when you're moving at the speed that you need to and it carries throughout the day you are consistently burning calories because your body's having to repair itself lifting weights will help you get in shape faster than just cardio combining the two of them is the perfect (laughs) combination for sure you got to have both but I would tell people all the time that if you're nervous, I get it. I understand it. You can call Ray. You can call Denny. You can get some, some tutoring. You don't have to spend a year in their gyms. Spend a month in their gyms and get, learn the basics and understand when you leave there, you know, what you're doing in the gym. But tell them, guys, lifting weights is where it's at. Like, it is, this is going to help you stay fit for longer into your later years in life. Then he's 78 years old. He's in the gym <laughs> I'm gonna get doing you. tricep pushdowns. Oh, he can outlift me in lifts right now, and I'm blown away by it. Right? And it's incredible. What are you, 55? 58. 58. Okay, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, and you're in, you're in incredible shape. Yeah, I don't know about that. No, oh, I'm pretty impressed. It. Yeah, straight, so, yeah, lifting weights. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. It's where it's at. I yeah. think it's a mentality thing. Um, What's cool about Ray is he's got a goal that he's shooting for over here, right? And then as you go through life, <clears throat> whether you're a football player, tennis player, uh, Susie soccer mom, uh, grandparent, uh, am I just trying to stay in shape to play with my kids? Uh, whatever that goal is, weight training's there. 
you know, and it, it is a different mentality than, and we always joke around about this, uh, if you could get bigger, stronger muscles doing aerobics, everybody'd look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. You know, you can't. You've got to step under the iron at some point. And that doesn't mean a 1,000-pound squat or, you know, 600-pound bench from Ray. It, it, it might mean whatever, half your body weight for five reps. Um, for women doing that, the osteoporosis thing. For older people, the osteoporosis thing. Helping getting your life back under control. That's what the heavy weights, that's what the iron is for. When I say heavy, it's all relative to what you're doing. The hard thing with Ray, the hard thing with me is I know what I used to do. And now trying to come back, you know, I'm doing 225 for a couple reps on bench and I used to do 405. That's a little humiliating in the back of my head. Right. You know, so I got to do something else uh, that makes like you start talking about the tricep stuff. I got to do something else that I can functionally do still. Um, And powerlifting was just a great motivator for me. It made me who I am. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's awesome. And I talked to a lot of our athletes about this. You know, Ray and I were talking earlier briefly about this, about you got to have the disciplines. you got guys that come from powerlifting backgrounds, guys that come from Olympic lifting backgrounds, men and women that come from bodybuilding backgrounds, and typically your strength coaches in college came from one of those three. And then there's the CrossFit, cross-training type of mentality as well. Functional training is what I call it. You need all four of those disciplines to be a great coach. I think because you got a bodybuilding helps you absorb a blow, probably gets you in shape, gets those muscles a little bit bigger. Strength, you know, powerlifting isn't necessarily for power; it's for your strength. Right. You know, you got to be able to move people around in any sport. Uh, the power comes from Olympic lifting, that explosive stuff, and then the functional stuff, moving in different angles. You know, forty-five degree angle. You're, you're not just linear all the time. In, in athletics, you're moving in circles. So I like the discipline of all those, but. Nobody, in my opinion, what I've always loved about powerlifting was nobody has that kind of intensity. That's awesome. It's you Mm -hmm. and the bar. The crowd's out there screaming, so that's what he meant when it's a team thing, but it's also individual. They can't come out there and help you deadlift. That's awesome. Motivationally, they can, right? Right. And there's just nothing. I'm getting goosebumps telling you guys this. (laughs) I remember a meet that I was in, and I went down to the wires last deadlift of the day, and – I weighed in at 100, this is 165s. I weighed in at 162 and a quarter pounds. The guy that was in my competition, there was like, and of course the 165s, I go to the meets and there's 40 guys in your class. Like, God dang, and the heavyweights, there's two or three of you. Right. You know, so I had all these guys competing against all the time. So it was me and this other guy, he weighed in at 162. I weighed in at 162 and a quarter. So I had to get like 460 or something on deadlift to tie him. If we would have tied, he would have won by a quarter of a pound. Oh. So I said, go 465, and I did it and got it, and I just remember I'm getting goosebumps telling you that. And so the best thing that ever happened to me out there, you were talking about this earlier, was not winning. I did my first three meets. I won them. Took first place, did all that stuff. So my head's, right. you know. The fourth meet, I took second place, and that is the best thing that ever happened to me. I was so ticked off. Right. I remember getting tears in my eyes in the gym doing French presses, you know, our tricep thing, just going, I'm not going to let that happen again. And the next year I came back and beat that guy by almost 400 pounds. Oh, crap. Because it just Motivator. Pissed. That's incredible. Yeah. So That's absolutely incredible. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's funny you said that because I'll give you a good, quick example of that too. So I hold the – I did hold the state record and the submasters record here in Oklahoma, okay? There was a guy, we have a USPME at our gym, 
and he came and broke my record by a pound and a half. <laughs> and he he even flat out told me, he's like, hey, I'm going to enter your competition at your gym, and I'm going to enter only bench only to break your record. But he left to break your record out. They didn't right. need to be said. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like one of those for three months. I know he prepped for it. I wasn't in comp mode, so I kind of – and uh, when every time I'd see him, I'm like, man, I hope you do. You don't, right. you don't understand. I hope you break my record. Absolutely, because it'll uh, just force you to go nuts. Yeah, the, the day, the day, uh, the day of the meet, I even told him flat out, dude, I need you to break my record today. I hope you're ready because I need you to break it. And uh, I was expecting him to break it by, you know, 20, 30 pounds. Yeah. He broke it by a pound and a half. And right. it's kind of like one of those in my mind, I'm like, messed up now. Oh, you know I mean? yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> it's one of those, uh, by breaking it by a pound and a half, it's like, that was, it, it could have been 100 pounds as far as I was concerned. You right. I mean, it was, it, was a, it, it was a gallon of fuel. Don't straight on the fire. That's great. That's awesome. So now, uh, I, I had a plan and intention of trying to enter a meet just to break it. But, and my deal is now, you know what, for me personally, I want to break it out. It'll mean just a little bit more to me. You know what I mean? I'm just that kind of competitor that yeah, I, that I want to do it. You know what I mean? And the person I'm talking about will respect it and he'll, he'll expect it and, you know, give him more fuel too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just kind of Push what it each is. Push each other. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a, it's a cool aspect in that too, you know, so. I, uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. And I think what we should probably do is, if you're down for this, yeah. Denny and I will come to your gym. Sure. And let's sit down and do this once a month leading up to the competition. And Great then, idea. And then yeah. you can, Denny, you can give us like a, you know, play-by-play type of as right we're going through the deal and just kind of keep track. And I think that will yeah. be awesome. No, I love awesome. this. Great this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and just kind of take some video and, and, uh, and make it happen. Well, you know, guys, just come to mind. I'm, we, they got benches over there, too. Oh, so. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we can yeah. go, go back place. and forth. Yeah. And we can do both of them. You know what I mean? Very cool. It's, uh, sometimes it also helps out just trying to change it up a little bit, too. Change up the oh. environment, you know? Yeah. You have to, so, man. Kind of kind of change up the lake water a little bit. You know yeah, what I mean? absolutely. So sometimes you got to go. Well, to hey, maybe we should try to go out there to his gym next week. Yeah. Get a workout in. Yeah. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Very cool. But one thing I do want to say, too, going back to what you're talking about, you know, like as far as like young women and kids and, yeah. you know, you know, even women or men that haven't competed in a while, I will tell you, and I'll make you this promise, the hardest part about going to the gym is walking through the front door. Yeah. Absolutely. That is the hardest part. Getting there. When you get there and you start actually doing stuff and intermingling with people and getting to know people, it actually becomes fun. Yeah. You know, it, it's a great time. It's a great experience. We were um, just talking about this the other day. Yeah. Like, typically we work out in a group, or this is 40 yeah. group. This summer we're all over the place. He's working. Mm-hmm. I've got two different things going on, so we've sure. been split up. And it just is not as fun, you know, when yeah. you don't have that community in there uh, with you. I miss those guys. It's so hard yeah. to keep yourself motivated looking at a sheet of paper. Yeah. But with a lot of the programming I do, I, I, I try to give people a simplified panel of piece of paper because it's one of those – if you have to pull out your calculator, do calculations and equations and basically get your trigonometry set out to figure out how many lifts you got to do and how many sets and all kinds of stuff at what weight and everything like that, it takes the fun out of it, you know. The process isn't that complicated, you know. So sometimes we simplify it, we make it more fun, and people enjoy getting back in the gym and having a good time again. You know? Right. And that, that's kind of like what I try and do is I try and make it fun for people. That's know? awesome. I picked up a new client yesterday. It's a... Uh, 16-year-old girl just moved here from Texas. She holds the state records in Texas, and now she's moved to Oklahoma. And cool. She's going to try and go after it again. And I just explained to her flat out. I was like, I don't know how you coached it before, but let me explain this to you. Up front, we're going to have fun. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a good time. You know what I mean? And I even told her mom, I was like, just so you know, if, you, it looks like, if you're sitting back up here watching back there, it looks like we're goofing off, we probably are. Right. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you need that. You yes, know? absolutely. Yeah. 
And but the, please believe me, work's getting done. Yeah. So and it'll show up on the board on you know on Saturdays. You and know? you're developing a trust factor. Oh, absolutely. Her. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. you know, being you know putting that hand on the shoulder and saying, hey, it's okay, yeah, and yeah. God dang, that was so funny or whatever. Right. It starts developing a little communication between you now, and you say, get up. They yeah. go after it, you right. know. And awesome. I, and I hate to put it that way, but when you develop that trust and you develop that uh, bond with somebody, and those people run through a wall for you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't mean that uh, literally, but, you know, those people will try and do whatever they can to, to get that next lift for you. But in return, you just want it for them. So Absolutely. It, it reciprocates, you know. So it's, Very uh, cool. It's a cool deal. Good stuff, guys. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Ray Willingham, the Strength Factory in Oklahoma City. Denny Bonowitz with the Edge Sports Fitness in Edmond. My gym, my home away from home. You guys killed it. Yeah. All right, talk to you next month. All right, yeah. sounds good. Sounds good. Great. Great.